This morning, God's Word comes to us from the Gospel of Matthew. We're going to turn to Matthew 27 and begin our reading at verse 62. We'll then read through Matthew 28, the verse 15. Matthew 27, beginning at verse 62. The next day, that is, after the day of preparation, the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered before Pilate and said, Sir, we remember how that imposter said, while he was still alive, after three days I will rise. Therefore, Order the tomb to be made secure until the third day, lest his disciples go and steal him away and tell the people he has risen from the dead, and the last fraud will be worse than the first. Pilate said to them, You have a guard of soldiers. Go, make it as secure as you can. So they went and made the tomb secure by sealing the stone and setting a guard. Now after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. And for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has risen as he said. Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead, and behold, he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. See, I have told you. So they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. And behold, Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came up and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. While they were going, behold, some of the guard went into the city and told the chief priests all that had taken place. And when they had assembled with the elders and taken counsel, they gave a sufficient sum of money to the soldiers and said, Tell people, his disciples came by night and stole him away while we were asleep. And if this comes to the governor's ears, we will satisfy him and keep you out of trouble." So they took the money and did as they were directed, and this story has been spread among the Jews to this day. Here we in the reading of God's holy word. Well, we have gathered together on Easter morning, the day of the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It is probably the most celebrated day in the Christian church. He arose, he arose, hallelujah. Christ arose. We gather this morning to celebrate Jesus Christ's resurrection from the dead. We celebrate today 
But it was not that way on the first Easter morning. We can look back knowing from the Scriptures all that was taking place. But they were living it and did not understand yet what was happening. For them, that Easter Sunday was not a time of celebration. It was a time of fear. We see that in our reading this morning. Fear from the leaders of the church. Fear from the guards at the tomb. Fear in the women who came to visit. Easter was for them a time of fear. But as Jesus would reveal himself to them, that fear would be turned into great joy and a time of celebration. We read in verse 62, the next day, that is, after the day of preparation, the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered together before Pilate and said, Sir, we remember how that impostor said while he was alive, after three days I will rise. And we read over that rather casually. The chief priests and the Pharisees met together and went to Pilate to make a certain request. They're afraid of what might happen. And these two groups, the chief priests and the Pharisees, did not get along with each other. In fact, they were often at odds with each other. And yet their fear of what might take place caused them to align their interests together against the truth. Against the truth of what might happen. They were afraid of what he had said. And so these two groups meet together and come to Pilate to make a request. We read they came on the next day after the day of preparation. What day is this? This is the Sabbath day. The Sabbath. They had made all kinds of rules about how you had to very meticulously keep the Sabbath. And yet their fear of what was taking place motivated them to set aside all those man-made rules and to form this unholy alliance, and to come and speak to Pilate. So great was their fear that day. Verse 64, they say, Therefore, order the tomb to be made secure until the third day, lest his disciples go and steal him away and tell the people, He has risen from the dead, and this last fraud will be worse than the first. Pilate said to them, You have a guard of soldiers. Go, make it as secure as you can. Their attempt to hide the truth ended up proving the truth. They said, we're worried about what might happen. We're worried the disciples might come and take him. So, so we're going to make this tomb as secure as possible. There's going to be a stone rolled onto it. There's going to be a seal set on it. So there is no way he could possibly get out. And yet, in spite of all of their best efforts, God would demonstrate the truth of his word and his promises. He would demonstrate that the disciples could not have taken him out, only something miraculous. They were standing there, they were guarding, it was sealed. It would take a miraculous work of God. Their attempts to hide the truth 
actually ended up confirming the truth that he would rise from the dead victorious. And in fact, when they see what has happened, now they have to come and change their story. In chapter 28, verse 11, while they were going, behold, some of the guards went to the city and told the chief priests all that had taken place. When they had assembled with the elders and taken counsel, they gave a sufficient sum of money to the soldiers. And they said, tell the people his disciples came by night and stole him away while we were asleep. That's what they were trying to avoid. <laughs> the disciples taking him away. And so they have to completely reverse themselves. Man's attempts to hide the resurrection can never match the power of God's truth. And we see attempts still today to hide the significance of Easter. The world today still tries to hide what's going on on this Sunday. Oh, they might talk about Easter. But it's about Easter bunnies. It's about Easter baskets. It's about Easter bonnets. Easter is a celebration of spring, a celebration of new life. All these attempts to hide the truth. But the truth shines through. Oh yes, Easter is a celebration of new life. The new life that we have because Christ has indeed been raised from the dead. There was fear on that first Easter Sunday. Fear of the truth of the resurrection. A fear that still resonates in the world today. But the power of God's word overcomes any of the lies, overcomes any of the false pretenses of Easter, and the truth shines through once again. We gather today because Jesus Christ has truly been raised from the dead. There was fear in the guards over the activities on that first Easter morning. Verse 2 of chapter 28, And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. And for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. Fear of the power that was manifest that morning. Fear because there was an earthquake, a great earthquake. Now we here in Southern California know a little bit about that. About what it feels like when there is an earthquake. And, and to be sure, if it's a small quake and you, you somewhat hear it and it, it comes past and you go, oh, yep, there was an earthquake. It kind of went and gone just like that. But sometimes, sometimes, you feel it and you think it's over and then another wave comes and then, and then another wave comes and there is a sense of fear. The ground underneath us is shaking. That which is most solid is now moving. There was a great earthquake on that Easter morning, and the guards were afraid. So afraid they became like dead men, afraid of the power that was manifest there. They were afraid. They saw an angel, 
And how is this angel described, children? His appearance was like lightning. Like lightning. If you've ever been to the, to the Midwest, there are thunder and lightning storms. And the lightning is so powerful and so bright, and it flashes, 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 flashes. It's like daylight out. It's, it's a fearful thing to hear the thunder, to see the lightning. The angel's appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. For fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. Fearful of the brilliance, fearful of the power. They are afraid of what they see on that first Easter morning. The women who go to the tomb, encounter these events as well. However, the women coming out of devotion to the Lord, while they are fearful, their fear will be comforted. They will be encouraged. We read in verse 5, the angel says to the women, do not be afraid. They were obviously afraid too. The earthquake, the angel, all of these things. But do not be afraid. For I know you seek Jesus who was crucified. They had just as much reason for fear of the power, of the majesty. But they came out of devotion. And they would receive comfort. Verse 6. He is not here, for he has risen as he said. Come, see the place where he lay. He is not here. He has risen, just like he said. There's no reason for fear, no reason for fear of the, of the earthquake of the angel because Jesus Christ has been raised from the dead. They are comforted, and, and their devotion to him is confirmed. Come and see the place where he lay. Now, kids, I know we've talked about this before, about why the stone was rolled away. And I told you before, the stone was not rolled away so that Jesus could get out of the tomb. A stone could not keep the Son of God entombed. That was no barrier to him. The stone was not rolled away so Jesus could get out. The stone was rolled away so that they could look in. So they could be confirmed in their faith. We read earlier from the Gospel of John, both Peter and John are able to go into the tomb. The stone had been rolled away so they could get in. So they could be confirmed in the truth they had heard that he has risen, he has risen indeed. Oh, there was power on that first Easter morning. It was the power of God to raise his son from the dead. The evidence of God's power confirmed in their own eyes, in their own sight. They could look in, they could see he is not here. He has risen just as he said. And that fear 
that fear that the women had at the power is turned toward joy and toward devotion. Verse 8, And so they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy. Still amazed at what they had seen. Amazed at the power, amazed at the glory. But now that, that fear turned toward devotion. They could, they could testify, they had witnessed, they had seen the empty tomb. He is not here. He has risen just as he said. And that fear turns into an awe, a devotion, not a fearful looking toward God, but a fear of the Lord, an awe, a devotion unto him. Because they, they will see Jesus in verse 9, and Jesus met them and says, Greetings! And they came and took hold of his feet and worshipped. They worshipped the Lord who had been raised from the dead. No fear of the truth, no fear of the power, just a loving, joyful fear of the Lord. They worshipped him, the risen Savior. And that's why we're here this morning. Because God has revealed his truth to us in Scripture. Jesus rose just as he said. The power manifest there in that earthquake, the power and glory of the angels, the power of God to raise his son from the dead is what brings us to worship, to the fear of the Lord. No longer a need for fear of the tomb, fear of death, fear of hell. Christ rose to give us new life. Christ rose that we might be part of his body, that we might gather together to worship him. We might rejoice in the truth and in the power of this day. The declaration of what Jesus Christ has done. He has been raised from the dead. And it is still that same declaration that we give this morning. He has been raised. He has been raised indeed. And he calls all of us to put our faith in him, in that risen Savior, Jesus Christ. The one who was the fulfillment of God's truth. The one who was the manifestation of his power. He calls out to you this morning. Put your faith in him. If you are still living a life of fear, the words come to you, do not be afraid. When you are found in Jesus Christ, when you know this one as your Lord and as your Savior. Verse 10, Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. And then he said, go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. Jesus confirms the women in their faith. They can see he's risen. They can see him there. He confirms them, and then he gives them a commission. Go and tell others the truth that you know. Their fear had been turned to joy. Now tell others this glorious message. We gather on this Lord's Day to celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's a wonderful thing for us. Wonderful to gather with our family, with our friends, with our brothers and sisters in the Lord to rejoice in the resurrection. But we are also given that same commission not to hoard this truth 
as a treasure we need to keep to ourselves. But to share this truth, this wonderful story, indiscriminately with those around us. When we go back to work this coming week, and we talk with our co-workers about how was your weekend, how was your weekend, did you do anything special for Easter? Yes, we gathered for worship, to worship the risen Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The one who fulfilled the truth of Scripture, the one who manifests the power of God. We are given that same opportunity and that same commission to share the glorious truth that we know. It is a story that is meant to be told. And that can, of course, begin, begin at home with our families. We remind the ch our children of the significance of Easter Jesus Christ rose from the dead. Perhaps we have those in our families, our extended families, who are still afraid of the truth, who don't want to think about the power. We have the opportunity to lovingly, gently share with them the glory of this day, that they might be brought to truly fear the Lord in love, in awe, in devotion. A story meant to be shared with those around us, as we go back to work, as we go back to school, as we do our various activities around us in this coming week. That first Easter was a time of fear. Fear of the truth, <clears throat> fear of the truth, fear of the power. For us, it is a time for the fear of the Lord. May God open our mouths, open our lips, we live in a time of fear, people concerned about what's going on around us, the darkness that still exists. May God take that, that joy, that devotion, that desire to worship him today and help us to bring that to a hurting world who needs to hear the truth, who needs to know the truth of God's power and his majesty, that they too might be brought in to fear and to worship the risen Savior. Let's join together in prayer. Lord our God, we do thank you, we praise you for giving us a clear record of what took place on that first Easter morning. We thank you that we live this side of Easter. We can look back and through the lens of your word understand what was going on. Understand you fulfilling all of the Old Testament prophecies. Understand you manifesting your power by raising your son, Jesus Christ. Oh, Lord God, please accept the worship and the devotion that we bring to you today. And we pray that as we go forth from this house of worship, you would open our mouths to declare this glorious truth to others, to not hoard it as something to be kept, but to share it with those in our families, in our friends, with our co-workers, that they too might know the glorious truth of Jesus Christ, a risen Savior. Hear our prayer, O God, for Jesus' sake. Amen. We turn to number 357 in the Trinity Psalter. 357, the day of resurrection, earth, tell it out abroad, the Passover of gladness, the Passover of God, from death to life eternal, from this world to the sky, our Christ hath brought us over with hymns of victory. 
We're going to sing all three verses of 357. During the last verse of this song, you are invited to come up and to join the choir who will be up here to sing our final doxology, the Hallelujah Chorus. There will be music up here for you. Anyone who would like is welcome to come up and join for the final doxology during the last verse of 357. Let's stand together as we sing. Receive the parting blessing of our God, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.